You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Now, those few verses, all the Holy Spirit is saying through the writer here is, listen, if you've received the knowledge of the truth that you need to repent, believe in Jesus Christ, receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and yet you never have done that, you never have been born again, then you go back to that life of deliberate sin. And if you go back to that, there's no other sacrifice for sins left to save you. You've rejected the very sacrifice, the only sacrifice that can save you. Many people have heard of Jesus. They know that to be forgiven of their sins, they must repent and ask Christ to be their Lord and Savior. Not all have done this, though. In today's message, Pastor Danny will be reminding you to keep sharing the good news of the gospel message, even when people don't respond to it. It isn't your job to save others. Only God can do that. But it is your responsibility to be honest about the cross. Don't be afraid to tell the truth in love and plant the seed that may grow into salvation. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 with today's edition of The Living Word. Hebrews chapter 10. It was my intention to go back to Hebrews chapter 9 verses 27 and 28 where we spent a couple of weeks on what I called it death and the second coming of Jesus Christ. We spent most of our time talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ beginning with clear signs that tell us that his coming is soon. And then we talked about how to be prepared. And believe it or not, there were six points in how to be prepared, and I only covered three. Now, I didn't let on to that. Uh, I, we ended the third uh, point a couple of weeks ago, and I just thought, well, that's as far as we got, and then I'll deal with it with the Lord later. And I felt the Lord wanted me to go back and cover those last three points. So I intended on doing that. And then Friday, uh, I felt, well, you ought to at least read and get freshly familiar with the second half of Hebrews chapter 10 before you make a final decision on going back to Hebrews chapter 9. And so I read the last part of Hebrews chapter 10, and it was clearly evident the Lord's confirmation. And the Lord's confirmation is due to the second half of chapter 10 because of the three points that I was going to cover, two are clearly in the last half of Hebrews chapter 10, and one is clearly at least implied. So, verse 19, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain, that is, his body. Remember, when Jesus breathed his last on the cross, God tore the curtain in the tabernacle, in the temple there from top to bottom, signifying that now the way is open for us to go by faith in Jesus Christ into the very presence of God, into the Holy of Holies. If you've been with us, you know that from the study of Hebrews. So his body, his sacrifice is the curtain, if you will, that is now open because of his sacrifice for us to enter the very presence of God. And since we have a great priest... Over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess, for he who promised 
is faithful. Now, let's really hone in beginning in verse 24. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. The King James, Old King James Version translates it this way. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works. A lot of times the word provoke is used in a negative connotation, but when the King James translated it, it's obviously in a positive connotation uh, because the word means to arouse, to incite, to stimulate. Synonym would be to encourage. So let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And verse 25 gives a very simple way to do that. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And all the more, as you see the day approaching the day of Jesus's second coming, his return, we see the day approaching, it's approaching soon. And so the idea is don't meet less together, meet more together. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this particular point, but I think a lot of us would agree that even though this meeting and this meeting has become very large, I mean, I never planned on, you know, our church being this size, only God can control that. But this is a very large meeting, and we've had three of them this weekend, like we do every weekend. And this meeting is not designed to be very personal. I know some of you get together beforehand and have coffee and even a meal. Some of you will hang out after this service and have a meal, and you can be more personal then. But this meeting is not designed to be deeply personal. This meeting is a public assembly of all of us. We come together to worship in song. Scripture says, speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And then we come to simply hear the word of God as we make our way through all of the Bible and teach all of the Bible. But I think probably most of us here would agree that just being here today, just being here today is encouraging. How many of you are encouraged just already from being here today? Really, really. I'm encouraged from being here. But every time I'm in the service and I try to stay in one whole one, complete one, to worship, and I'm always encouraged. Believe it or not, there's sometimes I don't want to come here for a church service. Come on now, don't look at me like that. I'm no different than you. But see, I have I, I come sometimes when I don't feel like coming, uh, not only because I know I need to, but because I'm the pastor. And so that kind of makes a difference. You know, I need to show up a little more than you. I need to show up. But sometimes I don't feel like coming emotionally, uh, physically, whatever's gone on. I just feel like I, I just don't want to go today. And then I come and you've experienced this. I know you come because you've had the same experiences and just, just during the song service alone, before you hear a loud, loud mouth like me, get up and share the word, you, you're encouraged. So very simply, Hey, the text saying, don't give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. You might know some Christians that used to be here on a regular basis. They're not here on a regular basis. Some not at all. And listen, this is the way we encourage one another. Now, I also encourage you, and we really need the small group ministry, life group ministry and other small group ministries. So let us encourage one another. Encourage. Verse 26, if we deliberately keep on sinning after we've received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the son of God underfoot who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified him, and who has insulted the spirit of grace. 
For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge. I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. And then this last statement verse that's ought to be sobering. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Now, those few verses, all the Holy Spirit is saying through the writer here is, listen, if you've received the knowledge of the truth that you need to repent, believe in Jesus Christ, receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and yet you never have done that, you never have been born again, then you go back to that life of deliberate sin. And if you go back to that, there's no other sacrifice for sins left to save you. You've rejected the very sacrifice, the only sacrifice that can save you. Now, this is interesting to me because the context of the whole passage that you'll see by the time we're done is encouraging us to not, of course, be in deliberate sin because we have been born again. We do know the Lord. Uh, Here are some of the points we shared a couple of weeks ago. How to be prepared for death and the second coming of Jesus Christ. First, you need the oil of the Holy Spirit. Matthew 25, the first of three parables in Matthew 25 that Jesus told us in these parables how to be ready. Matthew 24, here are the signs of my coming. Matthew 25, three parables on how to be ready for my coming. And the first is make sure you got the oil of the Holy Spirit, the parable of the virgins, 10 virgins, five wise, five foolish. And the point of the story is all virgins there, that speaks of some kind of commitment, some kind of religious commitment, but it takes more than religious commitment. Jesus said to a very religiously committed man, Nicodemus, Nicodemus, you must be born again. So more than religious commitment, you need the oil of the Holy Spirit, need to be born again. And then the second parable, parable of the talents of uh, taking the wealth, financial wealth that God's given us and honoring him with it. And by doing so, we're investing in heavenly things in the kingdom of God. And then third uh, was the parable of the sheep and the goats. And remember the sheep and the goats and the point of the parable was the goats, the ones that weren't really saved. So Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or naked and needing, needing these things and we didn't help you? He says, whatever you did not do to the least of these brothers of mine, you did not do to me. And then sheep were the ones that did reach out to hurting humanity. And that's the brothers he's talking about, I believe. Galatians says we're to do good to all people, especially those who are of the household of faith. So this is personally getting involved. You want to be ready? Personally reaching out to a hurting world in the name of Jesus. That was the three points we covered. We're so blessed to be able to share the Word of God with you on each new edition of The Living Word. Thanks for being a part of our valued listening audience. Pastor Danny will continue his study in the book of Hebrews next time, so we hope you'll join us again. We'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us as we continue to share the hope of salvation with the world. Would you join us in praying for the listeners of The Living Word? Pray that God would touch each person with His love and open their hearts to the truth of His Word. Please pray for us also. We want to continue following God's plan for this program no matter where He asks us to go. We know the power of prayer, and we appreciate you doing this for us. Would you also ask the Lord about contributing financially to the Living Word 
This program is professionally produced to provide the best quality messages possible, so as not to distract from the message of the Bible. That does incur some costs, however, so if you feel led to give, visit our website at ccfstpete.church and click on the online giving guide under Forms. Any and all amounts are greatly appreciated and will be used to share the good news of Jesus' love for the world. Thank you for praying about this. That website once more is ccfstpete.church. With that, we've come to an end of our time with you today. We pray that God continues to bless you as you study His Word and open your heart to His unending love and grace. Thanks again for tuning in today to The Living Word.